Mexican. First team, bitch. Yeah, I got a fake ID and a checklist. It goes, never meet a girl on Craigslist. And never spend your money on a necklace. Three square meals, homie, gotta have breakfast. Real shit. God, we, <laughs> we were so lame. That's, I, I gotta say, that song holds up, you know? Uh, I, I have no regrets about that song being extremely popular, so. Uh, Evan, I feel like I have a vague memory of playing this exact song before the NFL Draft Pod last year. It seems, uh, think, seems possible. I think part of me, I think I, I am just getting deja vu because I like to think that the, the post-NFL Draft Pod, it's the start of a new year. Right, mm-hmm. and and when and we have when we have kind of like this kind of closing of one chapter, beginning of the next chapter, you know, in our fantasy league, it brings me back to you know the closing of one chapter, which is high school, and the starting of the next chapter, which is college, and a a relic of that that summer summer twenty thirteen for me, like if that had a soundtrack, it would be hoodie allen right like it right. would be that album uh and so i think i think just naturally when i think what what song to play to kick off the new fantasy season it can't be anything except no interruption is that P- fair yeah plus you know a bunch of these uh recently drafted guys that we're going to talk about on this episode were all americans in college uh and hoodie says all american at the start of that song so i think it's a good uh there's a good reason also- I think you made that exact same joke last year. I mean, I have to, uh, you know. <laughs> really, no, just okay. we're, we're just going to repeat the same episode and hope nobody notices. You know, literally, we recorded this in 2021, and we're acting like we're recording it in 2022. Or also, didn't year like. Also, also, isn't this isn't this just the same script every year? Every every year for this pod, we just talk about like three quarterbacks, three running backs, and three wide receivers, and like one tight end. Exactly, is, and and then talk always... about like where like aaron Rodgers is playing yeah that's uh that's pretty much we got, it. yeah i guess we got we got a little bit of free agency to cover um but yeah i'm i'm excited it should be a good um it should be a good uh a good episode so should we start with free agency evan or should we start with uh uh should we start with the draft uh let's start with the draft that's like theoretically the reason that we're here you know that's, it's, that's at least the timing wise that's why we're here so yeah let's start i wasn't with the sure draft. if we wanted to do like i wasn't sure if we wanted like a free agent appetizer or if we wanted to free like free agent just kind of throwing at the end that i think the like, free agents are the dessert yeah that's what i think okay all right cool um so should we just start from the top number number one qb1 yeah let's do it all right so bryce young goes number one to the carolina panthers um, for those of you who have been under a rock, uh, this pick was owned by Chicago, um, and Chicago traded it to Carolina in the DJ Moore trade. Uh, so Chicago gets DJ Moore. They got, I think, Carolina's first, which was looks like number nine, and they got a cu- couple other picks too. They actually made a haul. It was yeah. first and se- first and second this year, first and second, first next year. And then second in twenty twenty five. That's a was that DJ also Moore. the DJ Moore? Yeah, DJ Moore yeah, going to same, the Bears. Uh, man, that's this is is this a worse if Bryce Young is just you know average, which like he will probably just be average, uh, just because that's how averages work. Right. Um. This is one of the this is one of the biggest prices I've seen paid for a number one. 
pick. Yeah, I mean, I th- the Panthers were desperate. You know, they, they've had a, a tough go for, of it quarterback-wise for a couple of years now. Uh, and Bryce Young, you know, he's a good prospect. Uh, he's pretty small, uh, as we heard a lot in the draft process. Uh, he's, he's a shorter guy, uh, Kyler Murray size, I would say, uh, maybe maybe a tad bigger than him, uh, which is really the only red flag here. You know, it's obviously excellent in college. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think that Bryce Young is going to be a guy that's going to be owned in fantasy this year. Like, I don't know, Ben, do you think anyone is going to own Bryce Young at any point this season? Yeah, I do, because he can run. Can he, though? Or are you just saying that because he's black? Uh, like, <laughs> he only had 185 rushing yards last year, so I, I wouldn't say it's, like, terrible. Um, and college counts sacks against the QB, so it's always kind of hard to adjust. I guess, I guess but he's I not, like, ass- the biggest rushing quarterback in the so world. So Bryce Young is – I guess I just assumed that he could run because he's five – he's, like, he's yeah. like short. He's, like, 5'10", right? he, yeah. So I guess in my head it's not just that he's black. That's half of it. So I'm not – like, I'm not a full bigot. I'm just a half bigot. The other half is that he's 5'10", right. and I was sure that, like, if this guy is 5'10", like, I don't watch Alabama play, but I just assumed, like, oh – this guy is a short black quarterback. Like the black is a piece of it, but the short is also a piece of it. Like if he's slow, how is a slow five ten guy the number one overall pick? Yeah, I don't think it's that he's slow. I think it's more that it's just like he's a pocket passer. You know, like he's he's sitting back there, he's he's reading z- the zone and things. You know, he's making good decisions. At five um, ten? Yeah, yeah. He's a five ten pocket passer. I mean, not not. Right. You know? He's making right. good decisions. Is all I'm what saying. What do you mean not not, Evan? How how many other five ten pocket passers are there? You know, Bryce Young is one of a kind. Uh, that's that's why I. No, I get what you're saying. Overall. I'm just saying, like, I'm just saying, like, who can we think of in the NFL right now? Who is that? The last guy I can think of is like. Drew Essentially, Drew Brees sh- is the comp. Yeah, uh huh. And it's like is that, is- <laughs> you can pull out Drew Brees, but then it's like, oh yeah, like literally the most accurate passer of all time. Like, sure, if he's that guy, yeah, it'll work out. <laughs> um, but who knows? Yeah, I yeah, I just don't I don't see it. If 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 Drew Brees is like, and I guess Drew Brees could run a little bit, not like a ton, but Drew Brees was like a decent athlete in his yeah um, in his younger days. He was capable of it at least. Yeah. Um, yeah, it just seems weird uh, that this guy is five ten and can't run. Uh, I guess I just, like the majority, the majority of guys who are NFL starters at quarterback get owned in our league at some point, just because like somebody's going to be desperate enough to like need Bryce Young as a bye week replacement. But I, I kind of yeah. doubt it'll be more than that. I mean, this is not going to be a great offense, um, and even if it is, I think it'll kind of be based on the running game. You know, they really uh, did a good job in the running game at the end of last season. Although it's a new coaching staff and everything, and, and some of the running backs are gone now. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be looking for huge fantasy things from Bryce Young. Yeah. Um, God, why don't these guys run the 40 at the combine anymore? This is uh, so n- nobody annoying. does anything at the combine anymore. That's not, uh, that's not the way we do it, Ben. Bryce Young didn't do the 40. C.J. Stroud didn't do the 40. Um, that's very annoying. Yeah. Um, yeah. So some of the other rookie quarterbacks, uh, I've really got four total on the list. So like, let's just talk about CJ Stroud. Yeah. Um, CJ Stroud's going to, uh, Houston. So it'll be, it'll be, it'll be interesting to have, uh, a couple of new faces in those, in those organizations. Um, CJ Stroud is a six, three quarterback out of Ohio state. Um, for those of you who are, are late to the game here. Um, I, 
CJ Stroud like actually can't run, uh, like like really not a part of his game. So uh, I I have watched yeah I I have watched CJ Stroud. I know he is not much of a, a runner, um, but CJ Stroud's also six three. Yeah, so he's like, b- much bigger. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, I think it's a similar situation where like that offense is not going to be good, um, and. I don't really see any reason why CJ Stroud would like really show up as a viable fantasy option. Like maybe they go like full YOLO, like we're trailing in all games, like let's throw a bunch of passes, but like I don't know. Uh I'm I'm not who seeing they, who, it. Who do they have at wide out? Uh well they have John Mechie coming back from a serious injury. He was a first round pick last year, I believe, maybe a second rounder. Um Mechie and, sounds like a first. They uh, they got Dalton Schultz at tight end. Uh, they also acquired Devin Singletary this offseason. So they've got, you know, some players. Uh, I wouldn't say they, they have got, any yeah, wide they, receivers. Uh, uh, yeah, the wide receiver, man, it's not It's great. tough, they, yeah. They, they no longer Rob, have they, they got Robert. They got Robert Woods. They got Noah okay. Brown. But, like, yeah, Woods, over the Woods, over the hill, Robert Woods. So like they're starting three right now. It's looking like Robert Woods, uh, Nico Collins, Noah Brown. Okay, Nico Collins showed a little bit at the end of last year, but yeah, it's not great. It's not that's not that's not great <laughs> for a rookie. Uh, yeah, it's not. No, ideal. it's I I'm staying away from this. Yeah, right. Um, and, and until proven otherwise, like there's no there's no reason to like go out on the limb for anyone in the Texans offense other than Damian Pierce. So. Do we think Devin Singletary is going to cut into Pierce's – is that going to be a 50-50 split? I don't think it'll be 50-50. I actually think this is a good situation for Singletary to, like, morph into being a third down back because, like, he's so small, and that feels like the role that he should have always been in. And he was kind of, like, pressured into, like, being the starter for Buffalo and, you know, getting early down uh, carries for them, but I think in Houston, you know, that, that, that fits for me. It's like, okay, like first and second down, let's get Damian Pierce out there. And then third down, we'll get Singletary, you know, give him some screen passes, give him some draw plays, that kind of thing. So I, I'm going to guess not a huge deal. Like Damian Pierce was really good last year. So I don't think they're trying to mess with that. They just didn't have any depth whatsoever. Like wasn't Rex Burke had their backup running back last year. Like probably yeah, just, here's their, here's their third down guy. Yeah. So, so they just upgraded there is, is my guess, but you know, we'll see. Yeah. I don't love this offense. Should we, should we, uh, should we, I, I'm more excited about Bryce Young just cause he has, he has McCaffrey and well, no, he does not. Uh, <laughs> oh, shoot. oh no, no, my bad. I forgot. I forgot. McCaffrey yeah. They, they, you know, they, sorry, they had I'm, a decent I'm running sorry, game little, last I'm year, little, but sorry, I'm a little rusty. I'm a little rusty. Yeah. Uh, Carolina did acquire Miles Sanders, uh, this off season. So I got him in, in the backfield, but. Uh, and Adam Thielen on the Panthers now. So he's got Adam Thielen to throw to. But, yeah, not super stoked about that either. Um, I just, I know we don't really talk about defensive guys, but the, the Texans had the very next pick, and they picked Will Anderson. He was widely regarded as the best non-quarterback uh, prospect available. So just I feel like we have to just bring up Will Anderson just as a kind of a token. He's, he's, he's the best prospect uh, on the defensive side. So maybe Houston uh, – Maybe Houston has a has the start of a good a good defense now with uh, Will Anderson. Yeah, I mean having the second and third picks, uh, it's good. It's uh, you get some good players. It would have been funny if uh, if if uh, Bryce Young had if, if the Panthers had taken C.J. Stroud and then the Houston Texans could have had both Bryce Young and Will Anderson. Like the 
that's just like the two Alabama. Guys. Yeah, just get Alabama guys. It could pay off. I mean, the Eagles' entire strategy in this draft appeared to be just acquire Georgia players. So you yeah. know, it, it could work. I know. I, so speaking of the Eagles, I know I just got done saying that Will Anderson is going to be the only defensive player I was going to talk about. The one other defensive player I want to talk about is Jalen Carter, who went number nine to the Eagles. Yeah. And this guy was like widely regarded as a, as, as a top two three pick throughout the season, but then he uh, he got into a, a drag racing. Evan, wasn't this wasn't this in your neck of the woods? Or uh, it was in Athens, I believe. Yeah. 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 Uh, Go dogs. Yeah. Jalen Carter was drag racing drunk with some other players, and uh, the other car crashed, and like one of his teammates and like a someone, it was a female staff person, uh, were like killed in this drag racing thing, and then and then Jalen Carter like uh, like bailed. <laughs> yeah, and, like, and then and then seat. as punishment, he fell like five draft slots. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a uh, so we'll see. so I I think uh, Philadelphia they got a veteran locker room. They'll keep them. They'll keep them in line. Right. Um, all right, so the next like fantasy relevant guy here is Anthony Richardson, uh, yeah. quarterback from Florida, went fourth to the Colts. Uh, now this guy can run. Uh, this guy, yeah. this guy can do the athlete things. Uh, the problem here is that like he's not the most developed dude at playing quarterback. Um, he only started one full season at Florida. Uh, that was just this most recent season. Uh, like he can do anything, I guess. Like people are like out of control about this guy's uh, athletic qualities it is but... it is it is very impressive though did i were you done no yeah go ahead uh it's this is i mean anthony richardson i was kind of throwing shade at him in, in our group chat evan because i was I, I i was too uh i was getting defensive about hendon hooker um <laughs> but anthony richardson so he he's not very accurate so cj yeah. Stroud and bryce young uh, Bryce, Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud both much more accurate than than uh, Anthony Richardson, but Anthony Richardson is six four. Evan six six four. Uh, what's his weight? Six four two forty. Yeah, he's uh, huge he dude. At, like went for six hundred and fifty yards rushing and nine TDs on the ground last year. But uh, like you mentioned, man, yeah, only completed fifty four percent of his passes, uh, and that was in college. So it's gonna get harder. Um, I don't know if he's going to start right away. Like, he probably will, just because I don't even know who else they have um, on the depth chart right now. It He just kind of seems like one of those guys who really needs some more time to marinate um, and, and figure stuff out at the pro level, and it might it might not be the best idea for them to just toss him into the fire. Um, I do have good news, Ben, uh, is that the Colts' listed starter right now is Gardner Minshew. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was so, gonna say they have, yeah they have been true. Just, just finding that out, so I'm stoked about that. I, I'm gonna guess that well, Richardson will not start the season as the starter. Well, Evan, you know about this. They oh they never the, in the in the training camp death charts they never rank the rookies number right, one. It's, right, It's like yeah. a, it's like a it's like a culture thing. Yeah. But at the same time, like you know, you've got more of a project uh, in Anthony Richardson, uh, and you've got Gardner Minshew, who you know isn't the best quarterback in the world, but he's certainly a guy who could start for you for you know, six weeks, 10 weeks uh, yeah. before you transition if you want to once your season's over. So I don't think Anthony Richardson, I, like once he is starting, is is going to get picked up in our fantasy league, I think, um, at some point. But I, I think he is easily the most interesting prospect in the draft from a fantasy standpoint. Yeah. Um, this guy could win someone a league. He could also be on waivers in week 10. Right, yeah. Uh, he could, like, theoretically be Justin Fields. You know, like, he could be that guy who just, like, comes from nowhere 
um, and you know starts putting up thirty point weeks because yeah. nobody can stop him on the ground. Well, and we talked we talked about so we I mentioned his size before six four two forty. You know he ran the forty in. Uh, I don't know. Was it fast? Four four three. Four four. Pretty four, good. Four three. That's very. That is very good for for a quarterback. Um, but the issue with him is. Only completed 54% of his passes last year. As comparison, Bryce Young completed 64. C.J. Stroud completed 66. Um, he's he's not a good passer. Um, but he uh, this this is I am very interested to see who takes a gamble on him. Right. I will say too, like compared to uh, Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud, like I'm much more optimistic about the Colts' offense as a whole. Um, they've got Michael Pittman, uh, easily the best receiver on the teams that we've talked about, uh, and also Jonathan player. Taylor, um, who not only helps you on the ground, but also uh, with easy dump-offs in the passing game. So, like, you know, like, the, the structure is there. Like, the, the Colts' offense has the capability to be, you know, above league average. So um, I do think that people are going to be interested once Richardson becomes the starter at some point this season. Yeah. And, all, and Gardner Minshew, I think just from a managerial standpoint, I think it's really smart to have Gardner Minshew. Uh, I think him and Richardson complement each other well in the sense of like where they're at. Like Gardner Minshew is like a he's like a high floor, low ceiling guy. Like he can totally like handle start. He's not Gardner Minshew's not a guy you want starting more than twelve games for your team, but like. If you need him to start like four to six, like I think he's a great, like he's not going to set the world on fire, but he's going to keep you in games, and that's just all you could ask from a from a backup. Like Gardner Minshew, Gardner Minshew, like as a as a as a backup, kind of like trying to manage a rookie coming in. Like like if Anthony Richardson isn't ready for the fire, like Minshew can handle it. Uh, but like if Anthony Richardson is is really good, like. You're not gonna be like, oh no, what about Gardner Minshew? Like it's a low, low ceiling. Um, I think it's, a, I think it's smart. I think it's very smart to have these two as your tandem. Yeah, yeah, I, I do like the quarterback room. They've also got Nick Foles still, uh, which I think is really <laughs> funny, and they've got Sam Ellinger, who they you know started for multiple games last year on purpose. So, uh, yeah, it's it's gonna be a weird season for the Colts, uh, but I, I am kind of excited to see how that all shakes out. Um, um, should, should we talk about Bijan? Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, so Bijan Robinson, top running back off the board, number eight to the Falcons. This is juicy, Evan, from a fantasy standpoint. Oh yeah. I'll let you. I'll, I'll let you take the lead as our as our resident Atlanta as our you know, resident Atlanta spokesperson. Um, Evan, ear to the ear to the whatever. What's what are the people saying in Atlanta about Bijan? You know, I think people people are excited about the player. You know, like Bijan Robinson, like has been. Like I, I've been hearing this guy's name as like the top running back prospect for like two or three years now, right? Like he's just been yeah. like on the top of everybody's mind. Um, and you know, it's it's rare these days to see a running back go this high in the draft. It doesn't happen every year. So people are excited about that. It, it's a weird fit for the Falcons for sure. I mean, they had one of the best running games in the league last year um, with a bunch of nobodies back there. Like literally, the running back room was like. Cordero Patterson, who's old and, you know, not actually a running back. Uh, and Tyler Algier, who was like a sixth-round draft pick. They had Caleb Huntley, who was a later-round draft pick as well. And they had, like, one of the best running games in the league with those guys. And now they draft a guy who, you know, is an incredible athlete. Like, 
can do everything you want, but like, did they need that player rather than all of their other issues, uh, which uh, which there are many of? So, it's kind of a weird fit from a value perspective for the Falcons, fantasy wise. I, you know, this guy is going to go towards the top of drafts, uh, like in the first round, probably. Oh yeah. Um, oh, it's just to me. To me, it's just the question of like, does he go top five or does he go top ten? Yeah, right. Or does he go top fifteen? Like, I think, I think it's gonna be very interesting. Like, I could see someone taking Bijan at, I mean, five would be a stretch, uh, but I could also see him falling to twelve, thirteen. Right. right? Like yeah. Yeah, so I, I went and looked it up, Ben. Uh, there have only been three rookies in the history of our fantasy league that got drafted in the first round. Uh, Jay took Ezekiel Elliott in his rookie year. Nick took Saquon Barkley in his rookie year. And you took Clyde Edwards-Hilaire when he was a rookie. Um, and I, I certainly imagine Robinson is going to be the fourth. So that's kind of exciting. It's always fun, you know, to you know take the plunge with a guy like this. Like somebody's going to, you know, bet their first oh, round yeah. pick on a rookie, you know. I got so uh, Clyde Edwards Alaire was twenty twenty, right? Right. Yep. I got so I remember uh, I was I was doing census work up in East Grand Forks, and <laughs> Evan, I I was on these gravel roads. The only way I was buying time is I remember I made like three different trades like during this trip. Like I remember I made a trade with Tom like on my way up there. Uh, I was like at a gas station in just the middle of nowhere on my way up to East Grand Forks and I like was sitting on a curb and like finalizing this trade with Tom and then I was with I was censusing and how I was like managing keeping my sanity like during the day when I was out censusing for like six hours uh is I would uh I, I would like stop like at an intersection on a gravel road and just no car within sight no house within sight <laughs> and I'm like texting Henry like we're like negotiating and I realized I, I was getting so uh nervous about Clyde just like yeah you know go, going into the fantasy season with your first round capital involved in a rookie and I ended up flipping him for for Kelsey and I remember feeling so relieved after <laughs> um I do remember this was, was all weird. happening before the season I I remember yeah. I think I was yeah. just like just getting out of camping or something and then like all of this came across the transom and i was like damn like uh it's already happening we're, we're already getting ben trades so yeah, <laughs> i was just that, so that was i was just bo- i was bored out of my mind yeah ben uh, you took him seventh overall in that draft <laughs> seventh overall. um I, that's so exciting. and like he was okay as a rookie he didn't to, live to up fair, to first was, round to, but to be fair he was going to the chiefs like I think right. that, should that tell, was the I main think, thing yeah i think that should tell us about Bijan here like I, I don't know how you can take Bijan before I know it's a different year with a different tier of running backs, but like if if Clyde going to and I know that Bijan's a much more higher highly regarded prospect. I know Clyde was like the thirty first pick or whatever. Right. But like if Clyde is going seven and he went to the Chiefs, how can this guy going to the Falcons be higher than seven? Well, see, this is I, what I'm saying, Ben. Like, the Falcons love to run the ball. You know, they're a big uh, establish-the-run team. Uh, they were all year last year. They, they routinely ran when they were down by, like, 20 points. So I think that's what people are looking at. Um, and, you know, they might not be wrong. Like, like if he, if he, like, if that running game works like it did last year and they keep running the ball that much and he gets, like, 70% of that pie, then he is a first-round player. So 
I'll be interested to see how it goes. I mean, the problem is, too, is that all those other guys I mentioned are still there. Like, Cordero's still on the roster. Tyler Algier's still on the roster. Somebody's probably going to get cut, but um, it's still, like, a, a it's a little busy, uh, and they don't, don't have think, a great quarterback situation. So. You, don't think, you don't think the Falcons – why didn't they trade Algier? You don't think they could have gotten a seventh for Algier? I mean, they probably could. I, I'm going to guess Algier will stick as the backup, and Patterson will get cut. Uh, you know, he's older – like he's, I assume he's getting paid a good deal more than you know Tyler Algier, six six round draft pick. So yeah, if Bijan if Bijan gets hurt, then you got Algier. You're right. Yeah, it's always good to have two. Um, so yeah, Bijan Robinson was the uh, the first running back taken in this draft, and then we had another one uh, taken. Um, one last, sh- one last, after. one last. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. One last thing on Bijan is he ran the forty and four four six, which is a little bit slower than what uh, Anthony Richardson ran. Richardson <laughs> ran four four three. We love it. <laughs> That's uh, that's crazy. Um, yeah. So the uh, the next running back taken then uh, with the twelfth pick, so just a few picks later, uh, the Lions picked Jameer Gibbs from Alabama, yep. Um, yep. and this was a surprising pick for a lot of people. Um, first off, like the Lions, a- another team that already seemed to have it kind of settled at running back, uh, they did lose Jamal Williams in the offseason. He's on the Saints now. Um, but, you know, they, uh, I guess they also traded away DeAndre Swift. Uh, after they made this pick, they traded away DeAndre Swift. So uh, it's a full shakeup for a team that had a really good offense last year and had a really good rushing offense. So kind of inter- interesting to see. I, I don't think Jameer Gibbs was really regarded as a guy that was, you know, should have gone this high. So it was interesting to see them do that. But, you know, we'll see how it goes. Um, so Evan, I agree with all the points you made there about Jameer Gibbs. Um, I, I, so the Detroit Lions are a blind spot for me on this podcast because I get fed, uh, positive Detroit Lions propaganda, like all the time from my, uh, my old coworker at Stillwater, the other business teacher. He just, he just every week will just feed me Mm. Detroit Lions propaganda. Um, so I, my opinion on this team is totally invalid, um, but in the in the name of like wanting to be a fair and equal talking head, where we have to talk about both sides, I'm just gonna read the cherry pick stuff that uh, my coworker gave me to analyze this pick. Uh, Love it, yeah. I reached out to him and I said, so it sounds like people are saying the Lions reached for Gibbs? Question mark. And he sent me a screenshot of this article that says. Sources with NFL teams were not surprised that Alabama running back Jameer Gibbs went as a top 20 pick because they viewed Gibbs, Gibbs as one of the few players with an elite grade in the 2023 <laughs> NFL draft. <laughs> interestingly, <laughs> interestingly, sources with the Jets say their team was planning on taking Gibbs with the 15th pick. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Why would the Jets uh, take a running back? Even... So if, if that's if that's true about the Jets, then you just, the Lions just delivered another fuck you to Aaron Rodgers, which is fantastic <laughs> to think about. Uh, the Jets took Brees Hall in the second round last year, but Hall is coming off a serious injury, and having a potent rushing attack with a two-headed monster would obviously have helped the Jets set up good down-and-distance situations for Aaron Rodgers, and we foiled that. Nice. After the Lions took Gibbs with the 12th pick, and the offensive lineman went off the board. The Jets felt that, well, uh, oh, never mind. This is going to something else. But that's, um. so Evan, uh, sources said 
Not surprised Jameer Gibbs went as a top 20 pick because he's one of the few players in this class with an elite talent. Well, there you go. I mean, we can't argue with that. And anytime you get the chance to screw over someone who, uh, you know, is literally no longer playing in your conference, you got to do it. Just for no reason whatsoever, you have to. So This was the most ridiculous piece of (laughs) propaganda I feel like I have ever been fed from any... To say that the Falcons drafted a guy... Because they wanted, or not the excuse me, the pack or the, the the lions to say the lions drafted a guy because they wanted to say fuck you to a a, a a rival in the division who like is no longer in the division. Right. Uh, I was my jaw was on the floor when I received this. It's a little I, nonsensical. I, yeah. I, I like didn't even respond to it and. Uh, So yeah, that's my Jameer Gibbs analysis. Yeah. Um, So Jameer Gibbs, uh, he's a really good pass catcher. That's like one of his uh, top talents. Uh, So I think that'll be like a a good way to get him a role early on. Like I mentioned, the Lions got rid of Jamal Williams and DeAndre Swift, uh, but they did acquire David Montgomery. Um, And that is not great for Jameer Gibbs' fantasy output this year. I I would sort of imagine that Montgomery is going to be the early down back, at least to start the year. Um, maybe I'm reading that wrong, but like, it sure seems like Montgomery, like bigger dude, like early down back, like Jameer Gibbs, like, you know, really talented, like, you know, split out wide sometimes, getting third down, that kind of thing. Um, I'm sure he's going to be owned in fantasy, but especially right away, like, I don't think that's a guy who's starting uh, in fantasy lineups. Yeah, no. Nah. He, he's not starting in fantasy lineups, but I think this guy's definitely going to be owned. Right. Mm-hmm. He's de- right. Like he'll definitely be owned. Right. Like someone's gonna. Yeah. I'm gonna. I'm gonna guess Jameer Gibbs is gonna go tenth round. Yeah, I put somewhere Some, in there, maybe like a little like bit that. earlier, just on upside. Yeah. Um. Because um, I because I, I think Montgomery, he's he's gonna be the starter going into the year. Yeah. Um. Man, Jameer Gibbs four three six. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> well, and you wow. know the Lions running back scored like twenty five touchdowns last year. So you know if uh, if Gibbs can just squeeze his way to like eight of those, True. then like we're looking at a, a pretty uh, a pretty reasonable. That's a good player, point. So. That's a good point. Like the Jamal Williams. Like yeah. does the does the Jamal Williams bump actually go to Jameer Gibbs? Like when you like like do that again? Yeah. Right. Like like when you talk about the upside. Of Jameer Gibbs, like, cause, like yeah, tenth is too too late. Um, it's just an interesting thing to think about. Where like Jamal Williams, like I don't know how much of a bump because he's in New Orleans now, right? Right. Yeah. And and they have Kamara still, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's weird. Like I guess we could just talk about that quick, but like that's just weird, and I don't know that I'm not looking forward to. Uh, before the draft, trying to like rank those two guys. Yeah, uh, that's yeah. gonna be that's gonna be very annoying. Um, and I just think that the the Detroit Lions, like you said, they clearly know how to run the ball. And like you said, if Jameer Gibbs can just get a piece of that action, ah, that's, that's it, it would, an interesting. It would be that's good. a dark horse. Yeah, Jameer Gibbs might be the the Anthony Richardson might be the like the the best picture of the draft. Like you know, like he's winning. He's winning. Like he's the most interesting. Uh, but Jameer Gibbs is dark horse of the draft. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Uh, I will point out too, uh, Jameer Gibbs uh, went to Georgia Tech before he transferred to Alabama. So Atlanta I'm, guy I'm glad right you. There. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. Um, yeah. 
I need, we need, I needed to stop talking, so I'm glad that you brought it up because I was going to. Yeah. All right. Um, so those are the only two running backs that that the only two rookie running backs that I'm super into. There were some guys in the second and third round that I, I don't think are going to be like super uh, important come draft season, come fantasy draft season. Um, the next the next real group of guys. Can, can was I say the, what? Can, yeah. Can I say what? Can I say what they click? Mm-hmm. Uh, so Mo Ibrahim Gopher signed with Detroit. Oh yeah. And, nice. Uh, I'm. I am very excited for. Uh, I'm, I'm very excited to uh, see that Mo, when Mo Ibrahim ha, when Mo Ibrahim has a better rookie year than Jameer Gibbs, <laughs> uh, it's going to be very funny. Yeah, leading rusher and go for history. Yeah. Um, all right. So yeah, the, the next big clump of guys who are who are fantasy relevant uh, were the four wide receivers who went back to back to back to back. Uh, 20th to 23rd. Uh, I, I loved this run. It's just so funny Like yeah. looking at, like, you know, you're like refreshing the ESPN app on draft night you, and you see this, you're like, damn, like, I guess everybody just decided it was wide receiver time. These were the first four wideouts taken in the draft uh, and they go four in a row. Um, ben, do we want to like rank these guys for fantasy purposes this year? Would that be fun? I am very excited for all of these guys. Love it. Yeah. Okay, uh, so... It would, it would take them one by one, then. So, are you saying that we need to rank them? I think we should. I think it'd be fun. We gotta get on the record here. You know, we got four guys who all got drafted at the, like the same spot. Like, we gotta we gotta put our opinions on the record. Uh, so I both <laughs> like all of them, and I did zero prep for this. So this would <laughs> nice. have been this would have been the time. I was where... just gonna do this off the cuff, anyways. So. Like, oh, okay. Uh... So so off the cuff, like number one, it's gotta be uh, Zay Flowers, right? <laughs> he like, was gonna be like, my he was gonna be my like, obvious last pick. No, that's a trash take. Evan. I mean, he's on the Ravens. Like the Ravens don't pass the ball. Evan, now, Evan, now they will. Now um, they will because they have Zay Flowers. I mean, notably, they also have Odell Beckham um, and Rashad Bateman. Uh, you think Beckham's gonna do shit? I mean, like is probably this, not, it, but like maybe. Evan, do we want to make a bet right now in May? Do you think that Odell Beckham will have more than 400 yards receiving at the end of the season? I was going to set the line at 500, so yes, I will take 400 yards for Odell Beckham. I think it'll happen. Um, I'm going to take the other side of that. Also, like knowing, knowing essentially nothing about Zay Flowers, the other thing that is putting me off him is that he went to Boston College. Oh, come on, Evan. That's, <laughs> Evan, he went to Boston College. That is so cool. Um, I mean, but for like in terms of like how good I think he is, like the Boston College oh, is a red flag, you know. Like, Evan, the, like Evan, these Evan, other three guys went Evan, to Ohio State, USC, and TCU, you know. Like, Evan, that's what, Evan, that's what, that's, I think that makes what he did more impressive. Like to me, like, to do what to do what he did to have a thousand yards receiving at Boston College to me is like it's not like he had a thousand yards receiving at North Dakota State where he's playing against a bunch of nobodies like he's playing in the ACC which is like a real conference right and he's doing it at a school that is trash and probably an offense that is trash and probably a quarterback that is trash right like right. I I think this is very impressive uh, did you Evan did you watch the draft uh, no I did not. Okay, so I guess I should pat myself on the back then. Like, while I did, I did not do any prep explicitly for this episode. I did watch the the draft, so I feel like I can kind of speak to that experience. Uh, if you have not seen Zay Flowers's uh, highlights, he is the one you gotta look up. I feel like every draft you and I bring up, like you gotta you gotta watch, you know, insert guy's name here highlights for the people. 
And like, what I'm telling the people is, if you have, if you only have time to watch one guy or only care enough to watch one guy, uh, I'm planting my flag on Zay Flowers. Everyone's got to watch this guy's highlights. I want this guy to go in the second round, uh, <laughs> and it's 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 gonna be it's gonna be madness with this man. I this man is gonna be the next Tyreek Hill. Uh, and wow, okay. I, 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 I'm, I'm very excited for this. Okay, one. so so Ben, you're in uh, Qu- um, Zay Flowers as, as the top of these. Uh, I've got him but last. You ha- but you have four. him last, and I, yeah, but yeah. You have, I, I say next Tyreek Hill, and you say last out of these four guys. Well, so I was going to say, so you pointed out that, you know, Zay Flowers, uh, ACC, he had over 1,000 yards in the ACC on, on a school that's not exactly known for football. Uh, Jordan Addison, the Vikings draft pick at, at number 23 overall, he finished his career at USC, but... His sophomore year was at Pitt in the ACC, sixteen hundred yards and seventeen touchdowns. <laughs> like, oh my God, uh, that was with Kenny Pickett. So you know, there was yeah. a good, it was a good situation, but you know, that's it, it impressive numbers. Um, obviously, that's what I'm glad I'm glad you mentioned the Kenny Pickett thing. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, probably a big difference uh, for, versus whoever was playing quarterback for Boston College last year. Um, I think the Jordan Addison situation is a good fantasy one. Uh, like we yeah. mentioned, Adam Thielen no longer on the Vikings, um, yeah. and that's an offense that has had uh, no problem supporting two wide receivers before. I guess maybe the only downside is that they do have T.J. Hawkinson now, and he was getting a lot of volume at the end of last year. Um, maybe just a little bit less to go around for the wide receivers after Justin Jefferson gets his slice of the pie. So, but I mean, like this, you know, this guy was incredible in college. Like he's a great player. Um, I'm definitely excited to see him on the Vikings. I, I think, well, you know, he's a Vikings player, so he'll get drafted like two rounds earlier than he should in our league. Yeah. Um, um, but we're probably looking I'm- at like, I don't know, fifth, sixth round, something like that. Fifth. I, yeah. I think that's, especially in this league, he'll yeah. go, he'll go early. Um, I could even see fourth. Um, I, I am also excited for, for reasons that you stated. No more Adam Thielen in Minnesota. I'm very excited that they picked a wide receiver. Um, I am very glad that they did not uh, have a chance to pick Zay Flowers. I was like, I was very nervous that the Vikings were going to pick Zay Flowers and that I would have no chance of drafting this man. Uh, <laughs> and and I, I, so I'm very glad that it was Addison. Um, but I, I agree with you, Evan. Addison, uh, uh, Addison, very, very good player. Um, goes 5'11", ran a 4.49 on the 40. Um, yeah, I think he could be – I think it's – the Hawkinson thing hurts, but who's who's their slot guy, the Vikings? Uh, uh, like K.J. Osborne? K.J. Osborne. I feel like people kind of overrate Osborne. Um I think I think this is a good fit for Addison. Like you're sliding into an offense that doesn't like absolutely need you, for, like right away. Right. Uh, and I think just kind of let him ease into it. But I think I think that's enough mouths to feed. Cousins is not a runner. Uh, Dalvin Cook is getting a little bit older. Yeah. Um, haven't they been shopping Dalvin Cook? Uh, yeah, I think they have. So. So yeah, I think they're they're, they're gonna maybe even pass a little bit more than they normally do, and I think because of that, you could have a bigger pie. Um, that could support, you know, Hawkinson and Addison and uh, uh, Justin Jefferson. Yeah, Justin Jefferson. Yeah, um, I think I, I think a big a big person this hurts is Osborne. I think if the Vikings yeah. had not gotten wide receiver here, I think one of the bigger losers from the draft this year is uh, KJ Osborne because I think there's a there's a scenario where he kind of breaks out. Right. Um, yeah. So the other two wide receivers in this group. 
um, are both going into kind of more crowded situations. Uh, they're, yep. That's Jackson Smith and Jiba, uh, Ohio State wide receiver, went to the Seahawks. Uh, his brother is an MLB player, fun fact. Uh, and uh, Quentin Johnston from TCU, uh, who went to the Chargers at 21st. So, I mean, both those guys, like I mentioned, kind of crowded situations. Uh, Smith and Jiba is going to have to deal with DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett in the Seahawks offense. And Quentin Johnston is going to start behind Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. So, like, I don't, and, and Austin Eckler catches a zillion passes for that team, too. Like, I don't yeah. love either of these fantasy situations. Obviously, both these guys are going to get drafted and they're going to be owned all year. Because, um, you know, those are good passing offenses. Yeah. Um, Man, especially who's like the, other, the, ooh, the Chargers. Who's the other, gonna, who's the other wide on the Chargers again? Uh, Mike Williams, yeah. Keenan Allen. Mike Williams, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mike Williams is always hurt, so at least there's that. Um, but yeah. Quinton Johnson, what you have to know about Quinton Johnson, Johnston, I guess, not Johnston. Right. Um, is that he, he's he's six three? I think that's an interesting. Uh, he's a big target. We talk about in, in standard how important touchdowns are. Uh, if Mike Williams is hurt, Keenan Allen. I love Keenan Allen, but he's not a. He's not a he's not a red zone guy. Right. Um, Johnston could you know, if this guy gets five touchdowns next year, like it's like it's worth it, right? Right. Like, yeah. He, this uh you know. this passing offense is going to be absolutely insane. Like Justin Herbert yeah. throwing to Eckler, Allen, Williams, and now a first round wide receiver just casually as like their third guy. Like, yeah. They're going to score like a zillion points. <laughs> yeah. Where do where do we think where do we where do we think Herbert goes? Herbert probably he was a little disappointing last year. Uh, I would know because I had him on my team, but I'm gonna guess like l- late third. I, like he's gonna was, go behind. Gonna third. He's yeah. gonna go behind Hurts uh, and Mahomes, and probably Lamar Jackson. But that might be it. Um, so yeah, you think he goes before Allen? Um, I'm gonna say yes, but it, that that'll be close. Uh, I think they'll be in the same kind of group. Yeah. What about Did, Burrow? Yeah, before bro, for sure. They go before bro. Yeah. Okay. Um, um, I was I was just curious where you had him. Um, it's, uh, that's off off the cuff, off the cuff analysis right here. Yeah, I I, I like that. Um, I like that. I like I like it when I can kind of have a vision for how a guy is going to contribute to fantasy and like for a guy like Quinton Johnston, this is a crowded wide receiver room, but I I, I see the I see the path for this guy to be fantasy relevant. He can he can score touchdowns in a way that like I'm not. Zay Flowers, kind of a small guy. Jordan Addison, not the biggest guy. Um, Jordan Addison is six, five eleven. Um, how tall is uh, Smith Najigba? Six foot. Yeah, this guy's easily the biggest target out of these four. So, like, if you were t- the smart money, if we were ranking these guys, I think the smartest guy to put number one would be uh, Quentin Johnston just for the touchdown upside yeah yeah i don't hate that I, I think maybe an ordering for me of like johnston addison smith and jiba flowers like that might be the ordering but i mean i, I do sort of like all these guys like i think they're yeah. all i mean I, I do think rookie wide receivers have been undervalued in fantasy for a while now we've seen a bunch of guys come up and excel uh in recent years like in their rookie seasons so, yeah. I, like, one of these four guys, at least, is going to be, like, an every-week starter by the end of the year. You know, we saw guys oh, like Garrett Wilson last year, Chris Olave. Um, we saw some guys have really good rookie seasons. And, and all four of these offenses are good, um, like, are going to be good. So I think that will yeah. be fun to see for sure, which of these four some, emerge. 
something that's kind of funny is that we're kind of exiting the honeymoon phase of the fantasy league, and I think there are certain <laughs> there 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 are sort there are certain like dogmas that and by 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 the honeymoon phase, I just kind of mean like the first era. Like mm-hmm. I'm already start I'm already starting to see trends kinds of kind of shift. Like I'm starting to see inflection points. And I think something that like historically was true in our league, especially the first four or five seasons, is that rookie wide receivers were not reliable. They weren't good value early in drafts. Um, because like I remember the first three, four years of the fantasy league, it just rookie wide receivers just weren't relevant. And that was just kind of like that's kind of like a dogma that you have that kind of gets like stuck in your head. And I think I think we kind of need to realize that that trend is starting to shift. Like the, I feel like the last couple of seasons we have seen rookie wide receivers contribute immediately in a way that we didn't really see in 2015 and 2016. Right, yeah, yeah. All right, um, that is all of the uh, drafted guys, all the rookies yeah. that I wanted to talk about. Do you have anyone else here, Ben? Any like later-on guys you want to talk about? Or? I want to say one, the one last thing about Jackson Smith and the Jig Bucks, I feel like we didn't really talk about the Seahawks. Right. Uh, like a ton, uh, or maybe I'm just forgetting. Um, did you mention Metcalf and... Yeah, I did Locking. mention it. it's a crowded okay. room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I'm, I'm excited for this. The only thing I know about Smith Najigba is that in the Rose Bowl last year, this guy had like 20 catches for like 350 yards. <laughs> uh, that's the only thing I know about Jackson, Jackson Smith uh, Najigba. But I also think that. Uh, the Seattle Seahawks offense is going to be clown. Like I am so yeah. I'm like I'm like crossing my fingers that Geno Smith can like keep it going. Do it again, yeah. Uh, uh-huh. That's it, like it, the only again. concern here. It's like like maybe it was a one year thing. Like Geno Smith's an older dude too. Um, it would be very. I, I, but I I love the Seahawks going all in. I love I love yeah. the Seahawks saying like we probably have maybe one or two more good years of Geno. And they're just like, let's give him a first round wide receiver, and I, I, I am here for it. Uh, yeah. They're giving him. It's going to be up to Gino. Like it's, you know, if he, if if it doesn't work with adding a guy like this, then it just wasn't meant to be. Yeah, and and I, one last thing, I will say, I I dare Connor to get all three of these wide receivers on his team this year. <laughs> you can do it, I think. I think it'll be possible to get all three and Gino. Like, you know, Metcalf's going to go, like, third round. Lockett will oh, be, like, he totally fifth. Could. Smith and Jivo oh, will be, like, sixth. And then Gino oh, will totally. be, like, the seventh or eighth round. Like, you could do, like, four picks in a row pretty yeah, easily. I think, I, think he, I think you'd have to go third for Metcalf. Yeah. But I think you, you could go... Yeah, you can get third, Kenneth third, Walker in the third, second as well. So, like... Well, he didn't do that. That wouldn't be. That's not the. <laughs> that's not the vibe. That's only not, the only the, the passing model. game. Okay. So that's not the model. Uh, the model says I think <laughs> I think Metcalf in the third, Lockett in the fifth, Smith and Jigba in the sixth, Gino in the seventh. I think yeah. that's doable. Do it. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I hope I hope Connor does. That's a very funny joke. I, I'm glad that you. I missed. I missed that. Yeah. Um, I guess just from someone who watched the draft, um, a guy that caught my eye that I wanted to bring up is a guy named Jonathan Mingo. Um, He went uh, one of the first few picks of the second round. He went to the Carolina Panthers, um, giving uh, Bryce Young a target. So I'm interested to see, like, if it's – they got rid of DJ Moore. uh, They draft Jonathan Mingo – uh, if Bryce Young is as good of a pocket passer as we say he is, uh, keep an eye, keep an eye on the uh, the former Ole Miss running rebel. Yeah, it's a it's an interesting wide receiver situation there. So they uh, they got Adam Thielen. They also acquired DJ Chark, uh, podcast legend DJ Chark. They've got like Terrace Marshall and Lavisca Chenault. 
and Jonathan Bingo now. Like it's just like a weird mix of dudes. Uh, I could see him being the best wide receiver in that group, and I could see him being like the fifth <laughs> if yeah. it goes poorly. So we will see. I mean, there's no one there that he like can't be better than this year. You know, like none of these guys are like world beaters. So yeah, there there is a scenario where um, I I I think kind of like. If I'm gonna, if I had to bet on who's the top wide receiver on that team at the end of the year, I would say it's like I'd say it's a like in between. I'd say it's like I'd say fifty percent would go Mingo, twenty five Thielen, twenty five yeah twenty five Thielen. I'm not gonna put Thielen and Shark on the same likelihood. <laughs> yeah, I think. Well, maybe it's maybe it's like twenty percent Chark, forty percent Thielen, forty percent Mingo. Yeah, I think that's probably fair. I like that. Um, but yeah, you know, I could see Mingo being the guy who contributes. Um, the Green Bay Packers drafted Jaden Reed. I don't think any of us are very high on Jordan Love, um, but Jaden Reed. I mean, how much hype did uh, who who was Joe hyping up? to no end last year uh Ro- romeo dobbs dobbs yeah. and and dobbs was like a third round pick right? yeah right um so if if you know four, if dobbs is in the fourth round so like if we're gonna hype up dobbs so much like you know maybe we hype up Jaden reed right so he, he gives he gives uh he gives jordan love a, love a target um who does seahawks have at running back right now uh kenneth walker uh they also kenneth drafted walker. this guy is that right Charmaine? so they dra- they drafted a guy named Zach Charbonnet from from UCLA. Um, we'll see if he gives uh, Kenneth Walker a run for his money. I was gonna say Chris Carson, but I knew that wasn't. Yeah, pour one out. I knew that wasn't right. Um, um, I, I guess I'll just finish up the, the just one last guy of the second round. Yeah. Uh, the the Chiefs drafted yeah. a guy named Rasheed Rice. This is the name I was with, gonna say. Yeah. Okay. Do you wanna do you wanna take that take it take it. Yeah, so uh, Rasheed Rice went a few picks after uh, the Packers got Jaden Reed. Uh, you know, normally like second round wide receiver, like you wouldn't be super stoked, but just the fact that this guy is on the Chiefs, um, they got rid of Juju Smith-Schuster in the off season. So you know, w- once again, we're in a situation where the Chiefs don't have like a super obvious wide receiver threat, which means for fantasy, like we all have to like sit around and like you know pray that like one of these guys becomes uh, the real deal. Obviously, yeah. like Travis Kelsey is the focal point, um, and they do have Kadarius Tony for the full season this year for whatever that is worth. But like, He'll you get, know, he's just gonna get hurt. There is a yeah, there is a path here for Rasheed Rice to be like very usable in fantasy. Yeah, I'm gonna see what uh, what did Rasheed Rice run the? <laughs> I love that Ben's what? scouting is just looking up what people ran the forty. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I'm. I. I will go to. I'll. I'll be on my deathbed acknowledging that I'm a forty-yard dash bitch. I like. I. I just can't help it. I know it's wrong, but I can't help it. Um. Yeah. I'm just. I'm just trying to find funny names. How about. How about some late-round quarterbacks? There are probably a couple of late-round quarterbacks worth talking about. Uh. No, there are not. <laughs> are you sure? None of these guys are gonna play. Like. Like unless you, you want to talk about Will Levis. Then like yeah, none of these guys are gonna play. I mean, so I mean that was kind of the talk of the draft, right? Levis fell out of the first round. He was some guy. Some people had him top five. The the pre-draft media hype machine had him going top yeah. five. Top and and 10, a Reddit a random Reddit post had him going first overall. 
Yeah, no, so your thing about it, it moved the Vegas line, right? Yeah, it literally moved the Vegas line. He was like 40 to 1 to go first overall, and then he got down to like 5 to 1 by the end of the day or something, literally because like an anonymous Reddit poster said he would. Um, <laughs> so so that, was, that was the kind of time it was. And then he was the first pick of, uh, or the second pick of the second round. So there you go. To the Titans, we should say. Um, the Titans. Did you see that's, that Tannehill? That's an, you, you want to talk about an interesting yeah. quarterback room. Uh, <laughs> Did you hear that Tannehill this morning said something like uh, he got deja vu when the Titans drafted Will Levis because they also drafted Malik Willis last year. It's like the second straight year they've drafted uh, you know, a highly regarded quarterback. Um, and it didn't work out last year for them, so we'll see uh, if this goes any better. But They're just going to keep drafting guys, drafting quarterbacks in the second round until someone's better than Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, they're going to realize that all these guys are worse than Ryan Tannehill, uh, and they need to draft someone in the first round to make that not true. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, like, I don't think Will Levis is going to be startable at any point this year. I don't know if he'll start in real life this year. He might not. Um, So, not a guy I would be super excited about. Who do we think finishes the season with four passing yards, Malik Willis or Will Levis? Will Levis, 100%. You think so? I mean, I don't think Willis is probably going to get cut. Like, if Levis... Really? I mean, why would they keep all three of them? You know, like, like if you're going to draft... You know, if they decide Will Levis... Oh, no, guys get hurt. Yeah, I guess. Like, why, I, why, I mean, why, I mean, what's the upside of cutting Malik Willis at this point? Or, try, like, or try, a, trying to trade him, I guess, probably more accurately. But. Yeah, I think trying to trade... Because, like, to me, like, if a guy like Malik Willis, like, if there's even, like, a 5% chance that that guy can be a, like, win you one NFL game, like... It's probably worth it to keep him another year. Yeah, but clearly, I mean, they don't think very highly of him, right? They, they uh, used an early second-round pick this year to get a different guy, a different young quarterback. So I, I think Malik Willis's days in Tennessee are, are very numbered, I would say. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I feel like Joe's going to give me shit if I get through this whole pod without bringing up Hendon Hooker after how much I hyped him yeah, yeah. up in the group chat. So um, I think I need to just do a like a – little quick Hendon Hooker uh, update. So, Hendon Hooker went in the third round to the Detroit Lions. It'll be interesting to see if um, presumably Jared Goff can hold on for another year. Yeah, Um, I mean, Hendon Hooker is also probably not going to be playing for the first several months at least. Uh, I mean, coming off an ACL, right? So Yeah, yeah, that's what I was going to say. He wouldn't start right away anyway, though. Right. Um, like Jared, by it kind of works out because like by the time we figure out Jared Goff is bad, it'll be like week eight or week ten. Yeah. And like at that point, Hendon Hooker he, after, might be recovered from his torn ACL. The problem but, is um, though, like he's not gonna have practice reps as a rookie like that. You know, like he's not gonna like he he'll need a bunch of time to like get used to the playbook and do all that and like actually be there like physically doing things. So I I would be pretty like surprised he, like, if he starts. You this mean year. like he won't have training camp and stuff? Yeah, right. I mean like obviously he'll be there but like he won't be actually playing, right? So I think you know, you add a little bit onto the clock just cuz like they're not going to throw a rookie yeah. out there who's only practiced for a week, you know. That being said, I could see a scenario so he he got hurt in November, right? Right? It was it was November, so he'll be nine months. Usually they say nine months for ACL, so that's he he should like that's he should be like he might not be practicing. So like I think we have this timeline a little bit off. Like he might not be practicing at the start of training camp, but like by the time the season starts, like the week after Labor Day, like he'll be practicing. 
Yeah. Like at, mm-hmm. the, at that point, at that point, he's like, at that point, he's like almost 10 months removed from the injury. Right. Yeah. Like, Definitely a chance. Per- Definitely so a like, chance. so what I'm saying is like, by the time we figure out that Goff is bad, like week eight, like, I will remind you that Hooker, Jared Goff Hooker, was good last year. <laughs> I, I, I know, but like Hooker, Hooker will have been practicing for two months. Yeah, definitely. Like, so, so like there's a scenario where like, if I know Goff was good last year, but like, if he's bad this year, like I can see a scenario where Hendon Hooker could get some reps the second half of the year, and he had he has a high rushing floor. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's worth it's worth noting is all I'm saying. Worth noting. Um, I might I might I might take a flyer on him last round. I'm not saying I'm just saying. <laughs> I don't know why you would do that, but I Evan, guess are you it, kidding? He may start the year on IR. Uh, which which would make that more interesting. But like, what are you gonna you're gonna sit on Hendon Hooker until he starts in week eight? <laughs> like, I might a backup QB. I might. <laughs> all right. Um, okay, that, that's all the drafted guys. Uh, do we have any like uh, change of scenery dudes that you want to talk about? We've mentioned most of them, uh, most of the interesting ones in passing. But I think one of the biggest things we have to talk about is how big it was that Lamar Jackson resigned with Baltimore. I yeah. think that was a pretty. He got. This was a pretty big fiasco towards the end of the season of him sitting out. Is he really injured? And if he had gotten traded, you know that causes a whole domino effect with the wide receivers on that team and et cetera, et cetera. Um, and I think him re-upping with the Baltimore Ravens, uh, it, it gives you a little bit of clarity when it comes to like, uh, I, I like I like that they gave they gave Jackson all that money and then they drafted uh, Flowers. Uh, I think I think that's a a good a good pairing, right? Right, like you you give you give Jackson all this money and then you give him a weapon to kind of uh, you know show his worth, kind of a thing. Um, I'm I'm I'm, ex- I'm excited. I'm glad that he stayed in Baltimore, and I think yeah. I think we have to we have to thank um, we have to thank uh, Jalen Hurts for taking that deal with Philadelphia. I think a little bit of a domino effect is that Jalen Hurts, like like Lamar Jackson, was holding out for a bunch of money. And then he saw Jalen Hurts sign for like less than what Jackson was demanding. Jackson wanted a contract closer to Deshaun Watson's, which Deshaun Watson's contract being fully guaranteed is like the most ridiculous thing. Yeah. That's, and uh, and so Jackson was seeing that and he's like, I want something closer to that. But then he sees what Hurts signed for with the Eagles, and it was a lot less. And so then Jackson was like, All right, that's my new benchmark. He got a little bit more than what Jalen Hurts got. Um, but it was he could kind of save face a little bit, yeah. Um, and so it was just good for. So we have to thank Jalen Hurts for Lamar Jackson resigning, um, and also how that Deshaun Watson uh, deal almost fucked up the NFL in the same way that the Rudy Gobert trade fucked up the NBA. Like mm. people forget that last summer Kevin Durant was going to get traded, and then uh, the Timberwolves gave up five first round picks for Rudy Gobert and fucked up the NBA <laughs> trade market for a whole summer. Uh, it was it was like it was pretty it was pretty funny. Yeah, um, one guy who changed teams that I wanted to talk about was uh, Alan Lazard, uh, who you know podcast favorite. Uh, he's on the Jets now. I don't know if you heard this, Ben. Uh, the Jets' strategy really? of acquiring all the Packers players. They also got Randall Cobb uh, and a quarterback. Uh, Alan Lazard uh, on the Jets. Is he a wide receiver one still, Ben? Now that he's not on the Packers, or did that go away? Evan, can you just leave me alone? <laughs> 
I mean, I will uh, say, I think he's closer to being a wide receiver one with the Jets than he was most of the time, uh, like with Devontae Adams. On the all Packers. right, I I was wrong about <laughs> Alan Lazard. Okay, did you want? Did you want? Is that what you wanted, Evan? He's listed as wide receiver two right now, and only Garrett okay. Wilson in front of him, so he's got a shot. Uh, uh, so I want the record to show I was right about Alan Lazard in this because of how good Christian Watson was, like. That shows to me that, like, it was, like, right logic, wrong pick kind of a situation. Like, my logic was right with Alan Lazard, and it shows with how good Christian was. So, so your was. logic was just that a Packers wide receiver would be good? Of, you, Evan, were, uh, you, was, you were going Evan, out on a real limb Evan, there, Ben. <laughs> Evan, Evan, they had just traded Devontae Adams, right? Like, yeah, it I was know. Not, I mean, it, but, it like, not, obviously one of them was going to be good. So the whole point was picking which so one. Then, so then why didn't you fucking pick Christian Watson, you dumb bitch? Because oh, I wasn't sure. Huh? Okay, so cool. So sorry that I went out on a limb. You don't do you do not do shit, Evan. You need to, like, spice up your takes a little bit. Yeah. Sorry that I go Maybe out I on limbs and you don't. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, Alan Lazard on the Jets now. I get a little bit of residual credit, though. Like, I was wrong, but I get a little bit of residual credit for the logic, right? Sure, sure. I will say too, uh, Ezekiel Elliott, uh, free agent still, so that's interesting. Is, uh, Ezekiel Elliott still free agent? We talked about Odell Beckham to the Ravens. Yep. Uh, Is that a big deal? Little deal? No deal? Uh, I'd say little deal. Like, like he's going to be owned. You know, um, I mean, he was owned a lot last year, and he didn't play for any team. <laughs> so he's definitely going to be owned now that he is on the Ravens. Um, what are the odds that? Week five, it's just Odell's lost it and just. Oh, that's definitely it. possible. Like, definitely possible. But he, he, I could also see a scenario where he puts up like I don't know, nine hundred yards or something. Like, that's possible. Um, I don't think it's super likely, but you know, he'll be on somebody's bench. That's for sure. I'm just scrolling through free agent stuff right now. I saw that the Bears signed both PJ Walker and uh, uh, Nathan Peterman. Wow, so that's, that's so huge. to me that's to me that's interesting. Yeah, uh, the other uh, two, the other two guys who are uh, unsigned so far who are interesting, uh, Kareem Hunt and Leonard Fournette, both free agents still. So we got three interesting free agent running backs. Could uh, shake up situations there, but we'll see. Uh, something something I guess we should point out is that like because Zeke is still a free agent, if you're if the people at home are wondering, oh Zeke's a free agent. Who's on the Cowboys again? The answer is Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard, uh, baby. Where do, where do you, where do we? I think that's an important nugget. Where do we think? Project Evan. Where's Tony Pollard going in drafts? Well, he he got hurt pretty badly, right? There was like a bad injury, if I remember correctly. I don't remember. Uh, I'm just gonna look up the rankings right now and see where he's at, uh, and that will probably kind of tell me. Um, let's see, Tony Pollard. Where are you? Oh, the cat just arrived. Um, oh, Tony oh, Pollard, uh, eighth overall. Okay, so that sounds that sounds pretty good. Um, so that's I think what, that, that's full that's steam ahead. Someone has that, that's, that's like the so, consensus ranking right now for whatever that is worth in May. So um, yeah, like right behind Derrick Henry and right in front of Justin Jefferson. So like that's uh, that's good. I like it. <laughs> who would you rather? I think this is an important question that we should address right now. Who would you rather pick? Uh, in the first round this year, Bijan Robinson or Tony Pollard? Oh, Tony Pollard for sure, absolutely. You think you think Tony Pollard? Just like there's fewer unknowns there, you know. Like we've seen Tony Pollard go like absolutely apeshit when given the starter role in that offense, um, and you know, like maybe he can't quite do that full time, but like the floor is pretty goddamn high for like 
the in the undisputed Cowboys running back, you know. Whereas yeah. like Bijan Robinson, like crowded situation, potentially pretty shitty offense, like maybe it doesn't work out, you know. Like I'd, I'd much rather have Pollard. Um, I think I, you're. I think you're right that I think you're right that Pollard will have a better year, but I think that Robinson's going to go higher. I just yeah, think the hype train I mean, is going to go off. Uh, off looking at these early. rankings right now, Robinson is fourth. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> he's right in front of Saquon, in front of Josh Jacobs. Yeah, so it's up there. Um, Braxton Berrios signed with the Miami <laughs> Dolphins. That's huge! Wow, what team was he on last year? Uh, wasn't he on the Jets? <laughs> was he still? I don't even recall. I, I just assume so. Uh, so do we think the Vikes trade Dalvin Cook? What 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 percent likelihood is that? Do we eh, think? Maybe I don't know. I I don't know what like the cap situation is there anything, which is probably the determinant there. But uh, you know, it seems like there's still a lot of running back dominoes to fall. That's kind of the last one that's really uh, still out there. You know, we got got a few guys left remaining. So maybe it's okay, a I'll- training camp situation. Who knows? I think if we're gonna spend the last few minutes just I just I'm just gonna keep spraying uh, random free agent signings at you and then you're just gonna give your like thirty second response to it. So right. uh, next one is uh, Juju and James Robinson to the Pats. Big deal, little deal, no deal. Um, I'm gonna say no deal, uh, and it hurts because I like both those guys, but like the Patriots offense has not been much of a thing the last couple of years, especially the passing offense. Like Juju is just, that's a non-entity for me. Um, James Robinson, like maybe he weasels his way into running back value because it's the Patriots and, you know, they're always using three guys. But I don't love it for either of them. Um, Both of them are going to be on fantasy radars, but I don't think either of those guys, you're going to like want to start them at any time this year. Okay. Do we care about Derek Carr to the Saints? I... uh, we, I mean, we care. Like, we care about whenever a quarterback moves, we care, I think, right? Like, it impacts the whole offense. Uh, the resurrection of Michael Thomas, question mark? <laughs> yeah, after, like, three years. Um, I think Derek Carr is probably going to start at least one fantasy game this year for someone. Uh, and they're not going to love it when it happens, but he'll do it. Um, I mean, wait, so did, they gave Evan, they gave him a lot of money. Is he not the starter? Oh, he is. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah I'm saying yeah, he will start one fantasy game this year. For oh someone. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. He'll yeah. be. I mean, we got wa- we got waiver weeks and stuff. Right. I thought maybe you were saying that like Taysom Hill was gonna. No, no, come in there. no. Um, do we care about Rashad Penny to the Eagles? Um, I don't think so. So they also got DeAndre Swift. I mean, we we care. Like he's gonna oh, be yeah, the backup. Yeah, he'll get he'll get some. I I care a lot more about DeAndre Swift being there. Is Rashad Swift Penny is like never really broken out. I assume Swift will be the starter. Um, and it's tough in that offense because Jalen Hurts gets so many rushing touchdowns that like right. probably neither of these guys are going to get a ton of them, uh, especially if they're kind of splitting. So I mean I don't I don't love it for either of them, um, but I'd I'd be way more in on Swift than Penny. Okay, um, who's starting at quarterback in Tampa? Did Brady retired? Right. That's a really good question. He sure did. Uh, so Baker. Baker, one year, eight and a half. He's is it Baker? Starter. Nice. I love it. Is he, is he the starter? Is that real? I mean, uh, I think their backup is like Kyle Trask. Yeah, Kyle Trask is the only other guy in their depth chart right now. So, like, they don't have any choice, really. Why did... I mean, Baker why, Baker showed why, a little bit with the Rams. But, like, 
I think the Buccaneers are really planning to do like a full rebuild kind of. Uh, is that why? Is that why they didn't draft a quarterback? Is that they're just waiting to? Yeah. They're they're I, just they're just gonna tank a year and get a guy at the top next year. I assume that is their plan. Um, I think that's I think that's smart. Where where did they picked? Uh, yeah, they picked nineteen, so right, they could have had Will have, Levis, yeah. but yeah. Um, oh yeah, they were talking about that during the draft. People were saying. If Levis doesn't go to Tampa at 19, that he was going to go into free fall. Yeah. Uh, and, and, like, you could do happen. worse for, like, a year uh, than of Baker Mayfield. You know, like you could do a lot worse than that um, as, like, a stopgap, like, whatever. Like, they're essentially I'm, doing what the Colts have done for the last, like, four years, you know? So, it's fine. Whatever. I'm, I'm kind of surprised, like, why don't why don't you draft... I mean, if you're, if you're Tampa, why don't you draft just a guy in the third or fourth? You know, a quarterback. I mean, like, yeah, just, just like, give yourself you know, something. Yeah, you know, maybe you know, if there's a, if there's a forty percent chance that a guy you pick in the third or fourth is is tradable, good, then like, like if he's halfway decent, like you could probably flip him for a third or a fourth next year when you like pick a guy first overall or something. Right. Right. Like I don't like I just I see that being a missed opportunity from a managerial standpoint to not just like take a flyer on a on a decent quarterback prospect in the third or fourth and like there's not a lot of downside but like a fair amount of upside like either he's good for you or you flip him for a pick next year when you are tanking and full rebuilding or something right. uh like because like if you if, if if he's good and then you don't have a don't have a good pick next year like it's okay because he's good but if he's bad and you have a a well pick then you don't mind rebuilding and 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 flipping them, right. Or, right? Well, I guess you would say maybe he doesn't have a lot of trade value if you do that, but yeah, um, yeah, that's a weird, that's a weird situation. Yeah, sure is. All right, uh, we got anything else here, Ben? Uh, I I'm just gonna end with saying Gino got paid three years seventy five. We love Gino. Shout Bless out that. Gino. He he got a uh, he got fans. He got, we gave him some award, right? Oh yeah. I think we gave him probably multiple awards. If I yeah, guess. so I, I so I think it's just important to end with uh, end with a little Gino praise. But yeah, uh, first first part of the year, uh, who was our former champion from last year? Tom. Tom. All right. So this is the last. Um, this is the last congratulations Tom's getting. <laughs> so it's the start. It's the start of a new year starting now. So yeah. See you, well, see you, Tom. Yeah, we'll be Parade's back. In, uh, we'll be back in like three and a half months with another All pod. Right. So after after the after the draft, we'll give our analysis. Can't wait! Can't wait! All right, parade's over, Tom. See you later. All right, Evan. Clear eyes. Full hearts. Can't, Can't lose. lose.